All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Better late than never. Welcome. It's That's loud. Was that loud to you? Bag milk. Yeah. This is Ceases. 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 Tyler, your rem check is so fucking sexy. Let's go, baby. Ceases. Let's turn the intro down. Let's get to the Christmas Spectacular Thursday, December 22nd. We're a day late, but you know what? That kind of works when the title of this podcast is Better Late Than Never, you know? It just kind of works for me. It just kind of works because we had the Nation Christmas Party last night. I will get there, but first I want to give a shout out to the Audio Department. Of course, you can check them out at theaudiodepartment.ca. They are providing you all the equipment and space you need. The audio department works to create a safe space for creativity and collaboration for artists and musicians to realize their potential and share their message through sound and story. Welcome to a Better Late Than Ever, episode 60? I think this might be episode 60. It's going to be a Christmas spectacular. We've got all kinds of stuff to talk about. I'm going to recap last night's nation christmas party down at soho we had a great time i'm going to talk about the gift exchange we did that was kind of threw a grenade at absolutely loved the chaos that came out of that we're going to talk about the oilers we're going to talk about all kinds of stuff including ask me anything i've done podcast confessions a few times now and they always turn into an ask me anything so i just said you know what let's just do an ask me anything and we'll get to that but first i want to start off with the question of the week I was coming in to record the podcast today. Of course, if you haven't listened to the Stuart Skinner reaction episode to his contract, um, 
go check that one out. Just 15 minutes, just quick and easy. So my question for today is, wait a minute, what's going on on Twitter? How can I see like, oh, I'm seeing impressions. Fucking Elon's doing weird shit anyway. All right, so I wanted to know what is the worst Christmas present you've ever received or the best. I just wanted to know what you guys had received just as, you know, because I always find it interesting around Christmas because the reason that prompted this question is I was thinking back to a present I gave my dad when I was about 14, 15, somewhere around there. I bought him a Matlock DVD set because he loved the show Matlock. Or no, 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 sorry, not Matlock, Columbo. Columbo. My dad loved Columbo. He's of the certain vintage that that show is, you know, it fits. It all fits. So I bought him a Columbo box set and then not realizing he had no way of playing it. Like as far as as far as gifts go, buying somebody DVDs, or they might even have been Blu-ray, I don't remember. Then they have no way to play it. It couldn't be dumber. Absolutely. I'm booing myself my stupidity. So I think about that sometimes because as I was uh, growing up a little bit, I think it was a year or two later, I went to grab something from my old man's closet and he had those unwrapped or totally wrapped, I should say, Christmas presents still there. And I just, you know, you know, I I just, I feel like an idiot. So I want to know if you've ever had a situation like that. Another one that came to mind is the worst Christmas gift I ever got. I was getting cocky when I was about nine. It was when Game Gear came out, Sega Game Gear. And I was so convinced that I was getting one. It was the only thing I asked for that Christmas. I even in my mind, I built a mental map of the size of the box that a Sega Game Gear came in. I mentally imaged it out. I basically burnt it into my brain. And then under the tree, I see a box, the exact same shape, a box to me. But what I didn't know is when I opened the box on Christmas morning, again, remind me, I'm like a reminder that I'm like eight, nine years old at this point. My brother-in-law had swapped out the game gear inside the box with a can of ra- uh, can of baked beans that he put in his work socks. I instantly started crying. Instantly. Like the tears were just like open box, see beans, shedding tears ultimately i did get the game gear that was in the box but it was a little uh it was a little lesson in humility for me so i want to ask you i got a couple of answers here that are pretty funny to me so i'm just gonna read some of my favorites steven says worst gift i ever received was a bag of fish tank rocks <laughs> i was about six years old and my parents got me a fish tank but they thought it would be funny only to give me the rocks on christmas morning and then the actual tank filters fish etc later in the day i was very upset Parents love doing that, don't they? They love to fuck with their kids sometimes, and it just it backfires in their face. It blows up. We start crying, and they go, oh, my joke that probably would have been good for an adult really doesn't land on a six-year-old. Uh, Mike, the destroyer of tacos, says, a satellite radio without a subscription, the gift that kept on taking money. I love that. <laughs> He's like, here, you may be a fan of the Howard Stern Show. Maybe you just want to listen to commercial free music. Motherfucker, you're going to have to pay for it. You're going to have to pay for it. I love that gift by Mike. Somebody bought him a satellite radio, but no no subscription. (laughs) What is that these days? I have a satellite radio subscription, but mine's the online only. I'm pretty sure it's still 10 bucks a month. I need to probably cancel that. I don't really listen to it. Mike, I thank you. Frank, what are you doing, buddy? Hey, go into the microphone. Go into the Frank mic. Here, I'm going to turn it up. You go into there. Of course, now you're not sniffing. You want a snack, buddy? 
I have a rule. Anytime Frank comes into my recording studio, I just like to see his face. So I got a little bag of snacks here. You want a snack, buddy? There you go. You come visit me anytime, pal. You come visit anytime. Uh, Electronic Jordan says, I got a Sega. A Sega channel? What is that? Sega channel. It was glorious. It was an incredible gift how it was given. I was like eight or nine, and my parents gave me a small box with a ball cap and a post-it note. The note started a scavenger hunt around the house and ended up with the machine. I noticed later the ball cap was a Sega channel branded. That's cool. I like that. See, that's, that's little shenanigans from the parents that are actually fun. KB says worst gift ever was a stuffed toy dog when the request was a real one. Frank thoughts? Like I love you so much, pal. You're my furry companion. We go everywhere together. Anytime I can take you, I'm always taking you. I can only imagine I wanted to get Frank and I just got a stuffed version of Frank. The best gift KB ever got was OG Silver Synergy. Oh, I like that. KB, you and I are roughly the same age. I also had the OG Silver Synergy. I'm going to take that one a step further. When I was little, I'm going to say probably, again, 9, 10, 11, somewhere in there. How old are you when you play Adam? I know I was an Adam. So I was an Adam, whenever this was. My dad told me if I got 20 goals in my house league, that he would buy me one of the Wayne Gretzky Eastons. And there I was, Christmas morning. See a long stick wrapped like the funny thing is that my dad wrapped it like he didn't do the thing where you hide it in a box and you're like i wonder what that is no he just wrapped a hockey stick the point is silver wayne gretzky easton come on doesn't get better than that does not get better than that if you want to chime in on this even next week even next week i'd love to hear from you uh therm therb T-H-E-R-B, Thurb. I'll always remember opening up Microsoft Flight Simulator as a kid. Had lasting effect. Now I get to fly airplanes for a living. Best Christmas ever. That's cool as fuck. You're a pilot? Yes. I'm going to his Twitter page right now, and he drives, uh, flies a 777 and a 787. He's a pilot. All because his parents got him that flight simulator when he was a kid. I love that. I love that. My dad got me probably NHL 94, I'm going to say, one year for Christmas. Does that lead into me being bag milk? Maybe kind of the same. I mean, I want to make the NHL when that was that age. I thought I was going to make the big dance, but, you know, it wasn't nearly good enough. So now I get to talk about hockey and talk to you guys in this podcast. Kind of the same. Kind of the same. Sticking with the Christmas theme, though, I was just curious about a couple of things. You know, you walk into the mall last week, we were talking about Christmas music is one of the worst parts of the season because it just gets played over and over and over again. And I was curious about what are the worst Christmas songs of all time. And I wanted to try and play some of these on the podcast. But then I realized that if I play more than a second or two, my whole shit's going to get pulled off of YouTube and Apple Podcasts. So I'm not going to. So I'm just going to read some of these ones that I never even heard of. Pentatonics. That's a, those people that just they don't have instruments or something, right? They've got a song, according to Esquire, that is one of the worst Christmas songs of all time called That's Christmas to Me. I couldn't even tell you I've heard it. Number 19 on this list by Esquire, I think, I mean, I just plain disagree and I can't even tell you what the song is. I don't know that I've heard this, but John Denver has a song called Please Daddy, Don't Get Drunk on Christmas. (laughs) Uh, Their description says, nothing says holiday cheer like a child pleading with his emotionally abusive alcoholic father not to get shit-faced and pass out under the tree again. (laughs) Ah, shit. Bon Jovi's got a song called Backdoor Santa. I mean, you take that as you will. Uh, Christina Aguilera, Oh Holy Night, did a little uh, cover. Maroon 5, Happy Christmas, War is Over. It's ballsy to cover if you're Adam Levine and you decide to cover John Lennon. You know, that's not a move I'd make, 
but I respect the hustle, I guess. That is number 14, uh, 16 on the worst Christmas songs of all time, according to Escobar. Duck the Halls. Santa looked a lot like Daddy. Duck the Halls with a song called Santa Looked a Lot Like Daddy. I mean, it's pretty self-explanatory. We all knew our dads were Christmas or Santa Claus, right? You got to a certain age and then you think back, you're like, oh, that guy in the suit. Yeah. He and Ivan, he and, he and the old man, Ivan, my dad's name, he and Ivan were never in the same room at the same time. You know? New song, The Christmas Shoes. Like, I've never even heard of these. No wonder they're making these top lists of just terrible songs. Joel Gray, number 13. I'm going to put some glue around the Christmas tree so Santa Claus will stick around all year. Womp, womp. Uh, Iggy Pop, White Christmas, set it off. The Christmas, I'll burn it to the ground. Or this Christmas, I'll burn it to the ground. This comes from the ubiquitous Punk Goes Christmas albums in which contemporary pop punk emo metal bands are tasked with the stunt covers. But surprisingly, the bulk of the album is pretty good. This one, on the other hand, is a cavalcade of raving carnival barker uh, theatrical horrorcore. Bruce Springsteen gets a nod at number 10. Santa Claus is coming to town. That's classic. She and him, Baby It's Cold Outside. Baby It's Cold Outside is that song that got canceled last year, if I remember correctly. Like, Baby It's Cold Outside. I have to go away. No, sit the fuck down. I don't want to be here. Shut up. Something like that. Tiny Tim, Santa Claus has got the AIDS. The fuck out of here. Tiny Tim, Santa Claus has got the AIDS. The description on Esquire is wait, maybe the only less appropriate subject matter for a Christmas song is Santa Claus getting AIDS. That's the premise of this truly bizarre number from Tiny Tim, recorded in 1980. <laughs> it's just so fucking weird. The Killers had a song that, again, I've never heard any of this, it was in 2007. Don't shoot me, Santa. Band-Aid getting the Do They Know It's Christmas. Do They Know It's Christmas. Justin Bieber. I disagree with this. Number five, Mistletoe. Get out of here. Get out of here. I like that whole Justin Bieber Christmas album. Pussycat Doll, Santa Baby, a cover. Jackson 5, I Saw Mommy Kissing Santa Claus. The reason that one's on there is just because it's kind of creepy. You know, you're a little kid. You're excited about Santa. Go downstairs. Maybe you dropped off my presents. And then, no. Make it out with Mommy. Lady Gaga, Christmas Tree, rounding out the top. Number one, Paul McCartney and Wings, Wonderful Christmas Time. Again, I disagree. Worst of worst Christmas song ever, Paul McCartney, Wonderful Christmas Time, is worse than the AIDS one. I don't buy that for a second. I don't buy that for a second. I got you, Sir Paul. I got you. Uh, another thing I want to look at is some of the weirdest traditions that we do around this time of year. And I just want to give my take. And again, this is just my opinion. I have no interest in a lot of kind of shenanigans around this time. I think ugly sweaters is an example. They're overdone a little bit. I, was, I got a list here of writing, of things written down. So just bear with me as I work through my list. There's a no particular order. I'm just thinking of things that are kind of getting played out. Ugly sweaters, like at first when you had an ugly sweater party, it was cool. But then ultimately you just kind of have to get one. I don't mind them. I myself own ugly Christmas sweaters. It's just we're almost getting jump the sharks territory, aren't we? Uh, if you listen to real life, you'll know that we talked about Elf on the Shelf. I just think that's a weird thing to do. It's like a little Christmas elf that you're supposed to have a, go on adventures in your house when your kids are sleeping. I am going to be, I don't have kids, but if I do have kids in the future and we have to do this, I'm going to be so bad at it. Because if you heard on real life, Chalmers was looking for ideas for Elf on the Shelf. And the only thing I could come up with were just super morbid. 
It was like, why don't you stick the elf in the garbage disposal? Why don't you stick the elf in X, Y, Z? Why don't you stick the elf, like, you know, why don't you have it making sweet love to a reindeer? Well, as it turns out, kids don't like that shit. They just don't like that shit. Uh, Christmas trees that aren't green, I find odd. I don't know why. I know they're trendy. My missus and I, we went to out near Sherwood Park. There's that big, what would you call that? I can't think of the word. Where you buy plants and shit. Greenhouse? I'm just gonna call it a greenhouse. Out near Sherwood Park, there's that big one. And we were in there and I was looking at Christmas trees because at the time I legitimately needed a Christmas tree. I ended up buying one off Amazon for like 40 bucks. It's awesome. It's got rotating light design, like little things. I can go white lights. I can go colored lights. I can have them blinking. I can have them just static. I like all that shit, but I was looking at these white Christmas trees and there's some that are just so expensive and outrageous and I just don't get it. Are they trendy? I don't know. I'm also going to give a a shot to holiday travel. I have a couple of friends who got completely stranded right now. Like some of them are in fact doing Christmas alone because their flights got canceled. Traveling at the holidays is just a disaster. And then when you add in the weather delays that are happening right now, it's just complete mayhem complete mayhem um another thing that i just don't really get about this season is over romanticizing a white christmas maybe it's because we live in canada and we just get truckloads of snow like outside my window right now where my studio is at i'm looking at you know a pile of snow i'm just piling up i kind of want to see how high i can make it i'm at the top of a fence now so i could do without snow on christmas i really could i've done a couple of hot christmases i've been in thailand before on christmas i've been in mexico on christmas it's just it's different, but it's fine. I don't think like last Christmas, if you remember, it was like minus 30 on Christmas. Do we really like a white Christmas when you can't even go outside? I don't know what the temperature is going to be like on Sunday when Christmas actually rolls around, but if it's anything like it is today or yesterday, I'm not going anywhere. So the white Christmas is nice to look at out the window, but I'm over it. Uh, next up on my list is fruitcake. If you give me a fruitcake, I just assume I'm not your friend or you just don't like me very much. Fruitcake is gross it's awful and i don't know why it comes around only at this time of the year but obviously some of you animals are eating it on a regular basis i just do not get it at all i do not get it at all uh another thing i don't understand really is the never-ending holiday sales events and i already know that people are going to be chirping me for how much i dislike the rogers wrapped in red event and that just kind of comes to mind when i think about it you know i think that it's just we get it. You're trying to move stuff at Christmas. We all do it. We all do it. Like if we've got nation gear sales on too, but like, don't make it seem like it's, Oh, this once in a lifetime spectacular wrapped in red event. You know? Uh, what else did I have on my list here? Getting dressed up. People that get dressed up for Christmas dinner. Uh, I, I've, I've heard that as a thing. My family, I'm going to be wearing pajama pants, maybe a house coat, maybe a onesie. I'm not getting dressed up. Like if you expect me to show up getting dressed up into something uh, substantial and actually present myself as if I'm not kind of drunk at that time, you know, yeah, it's not going to be a thing. It's not going to be a thing. So there's just a couple of things that annoy me about Christmas. Maybe it's just me. But I'd love to know your list. If there's something that's just a yearly tradition that you see that is just, you had enough of it at some point, I'd love to hear from you. So hit me up. I assume we got some of these uh, Christmas things coming up in the voicemail a little bit later. But first, 
Let's get to the news. The news is brought to you by me. You want to sponsor this segment? Hit me up, bagmilkandoilersnation.com. I will make a deal for you. We are looking for sponsors for the podcast. You can be a segment sponsor. You can take over the whole show if you like. You can take over the whole show. Since our last podcast, not the Stuart Skinner Reaction podcast that I did on Monday, whenever that was, not that one, but the last regularly scheduled one, looking at the Oilers, the team went 1-3 since the last podcast, including last night's win over the Dallas Stars. One in three with three of those losses coming against very beatable teams. It drove me absolutely crazy that that's where we were. And I was just, I could not be angry about the way that the Oilers performed against St. Louis. Like they had that win in the bag. They were up 3-1 with less than 10 minutes left to go. Then what happened? Nothing good. From there, Anaheim on Saturday. I'm like, ah, no problem. The Oilers are going to go absolutely beat the tar off the Anaheim Ducks. They're going to make us all forget about that loss to the St. Louis Blues. But instead, another disappointing loss got completely goalied by a guy nobody's ever heard of. The boys couldn't get going. They were spinning their wheels despite firing almost 50 shots. Super annoying. (laughs) Then on Monday, the Nashville Predators, we've owned this team. We've owned this team. They were on like a seven or eight game losing streak at the time. I was like, we got this, baby. We got it. We did not have it. In fact, Leon Dreisaitl held off the off the uh, the score sheet for the first time forever. It was just one of those weird situations where I, I didn't see it coming, if I'm being honest. I did not see the Oilers losing all three of those. Not getting one, getting one out of six points against all of those teams. Like, what? Either way, I just didn't like it. But then last night, they kind of pulled us back in, didn't they? They kind of pulled us back in. When you get a great team win against Dallas, a 6-3 win against a very good team. It's just the inconsistency. Like, I look at this that four-game set since the last Better Late Than Ever, St. Louis, Anaheim, Nashville, and then Dallas. I was expecting six of eight points there. I thought the loss would have come maybe to Dallas, but eight of eight points was realistic under that stretch. So that they didn't get all of the points that they should have is just really, really frustrating to me, you know? Really, really frustrating. But... The good news is, like I said, last night was probably one of the best team wins that the Oilers had. Uh, just completely on fire with these, with uh, just all three lines were kind of contributing. Most importantly, I loved that Jay Woodcroft finally split up Connor and Leon. Finally. He put all three of the centers down the middle. He had Connor, he had Leon, then he had Nuge. And Dallas had a hard time with it. Dallas had a hard time with it. I don't know why we don't do that every single night. I really, really don't. It kind of spreads the offense out. It makes them less predictable. It makes them a much deeper team. And when we finally get some people coming back with a little uh, from injuries, like Ryan McLeod, uh, thankfully Warren Fogel came back. Um, Yamamoto's starting to go a little bit. Vander Kane, when he eventually comes back in February, probably. If you have those three guys stacked up, that's a lot to handle, isn't it? It's a lot to handle. Uh, coming up on the schedule, though, we've got tomorrow night against Vancouver. And then we've got Tuesday against Calgary. Again, that is the last Battle of Alberta of the season. I don't really get it whatsoever. But the NHL schedule makers, they just don't like us this year. 
They just don't like us this year. One thing I did like from this last couple of games is I always love when NHL teams do a dad's trip or a mom's trip, and you just get to see them show their personality a little bit. Dads were having fun. They were all wearing those matching hats. I loved it. It looked like they were getting a little loose on the broadcast last night against the Dallas Stars. I mean, Tyson Berry's dad, he's doing the finger guns all over the place. I love that. All I could imagine was that there was a row of just the worst yet best jokes happening because all those dads were together telling stories and just shooting the shit. And I love that NHL teams do this. If you have kids, you know, you know how much time you put in on their sports and their extracurricular activities. I think about my old man all the time. He drove me all over the place thinking that his kid might make the NHL. Spoiler, I didn't. I didn't even come close. So I just love that teams do this. And it's not just the Oilers, but this week we got to enjoy the Oilers dads. We got to enjoy some of the mentors that were going with them. And I just love it. I love it. Look at the picture of them after the after the win last night against the Dallas Stars. Absolutely wonderful. Speaking of wonderful, I got to pull up some excellent buttons here because I'm excited for my dude. <laughs> Ryan Nugent Hopkins is on fire. He is absolutely on fire. In his last five games, he has got eight points. He's got four goals, four assists. My dude is red hot. Last night in only 17.45 of ice time, he managed a goal. A beautiful snipe on Ottinger too. Just a top shelf over the shoulder. Nothing you can do about a shot. My dude is red hot right now. He is top 10 in NHL scoring. Top 10. Ryan Nugent Hopkins. A guy a lot of people wanted him traded. They're like, Nooch can't do anything. He only had 11 goals last year. Well, my boy is stepping up in a huge way. Yeah! And I couldn't be happier for him. And honestly, I think that most of us are in the same boat. Ryan Nugent Hopkins has been everything to this team for a long, long time. And to see him ahead of names of... And again, I understand that maybe this heater calms down a little bit. I hope not. I hope it just rolls on through until the end of the year and he puts up fucking 90 points. I would be rock hard, ripping holes clean through me trousers. But... We'll see what happens. But right now, today, our, uh, December 22nd, Ryan Nugent Hopkins is ahead of Miko Rantanen. He's ahead of Artemi Panarin. He's ahead of Matt Kachuk. He's ahead of Steven Stamkos. He's ahead of Jack Hughes. He's ahead of Austin Matthews. In terms of points, and I just couldn't be happier for the guy. Let's go, baby. Ryan Nugent Hopkins has been the, the guy in Edmonton that is often forgotten and, and understandably so behind Connor and Leon, but man, he's just quietly putting up a fucking season, isn't he? He's got 18 goals and 23 assists already in only 34 games. He had 11 goals last year in 63 games. He had 16 goals in 52 games in 2020, 2021. He had 22 goals in the, uh, the COVID shortened season of 2019, 2020. He's going to pass all of those. His career high is 28, and I don't want to jinx the dude at all, but with this much runway left, I can see him getting more than 10 goals. I can see him getting more than 10 goals, and I'm super excited about it. And when you look at Ryan Nugent Hopkins, obviously he's the guy who's been around the longest, got drafted first overall in 2011, and he hasn't probably had the success that maybe some of us would have liked him to have in terms of like the sheer production you expect from a first overall pick. But right now, it's hard to argue. Right now, he is red hot. I don't know what's happened. I don't know what's changed, but I just got to say, I love that the guy is having some success right now, and I could not be happier for him, and I absolutely know that a lot of people in this city are feeling the exact same way. 
Last night, we had the Nation Christmas Party down at Soho. It was a great time. Soho put on a just they put on a show for us. We had the most amazing pizza. We got to hang out as a group. But leading up to the watching party, because we all watch the others game together, obviously. The gris the white elephant Christmas exchange, the gift exchange that we did at the office was just pure pandemonium before we got to Soho. Everybody had a limit of 30 bucks. And so there was all kinds of different things. Like there was, I got a, uh, a spirits decanter. There was a wine, electric wine opener. There was all kinds of booze. There was chocolates. There was hockey cards. Kylie, or my girl Kylie, man, she really came through. She had a folding table and she painted it with the Weathers Nation colors and logos on the table. Tyler ended up getting that. They also, she got him some solo cups for a beer pong to play beer pong with. I just thought that was the coolest gift, but the chaos came with Waz. My dude Waz, I, he made me laugh because he's like, I didn't know what to buy for the gift exchange. So I just didn't buy anything. And first of all, I thought that was very funny. It was like a really like, he just punted it is what he did. He's just like, I don't know, punt. (laughs) He's like, I have no idea. So the funny thing about the gift exchange is that there are no rules except don't buy a gift card. Unless the gift card is like a tack on to something else that you've bought. But like, don't buy a gift card. Just be creative because sometimes a shitty gift, like the gift I bought was a penguin onesie. And our our programmer named Ivan, he's a big dude. Ivan is the one that ended up with my penguin onesie. And he came down to dog patches. We're all having a beer wearing it. I fucking loved it. I would have never expected Ivan to wear the penguin onesie, but there he was wearing it. So the point was that was just, he didn't get a gift. But ultimately, he proved to be a major player within the gift exchange because our marketing assistant, his name is Spencer. You wouldn't know Spencer, but he is the one that kind of posts all of the social media ads for the nation. So like if you see an ad for Wilhawk Jerky or something like that, Spencer's the one that posts those on our social media. He's the guy that helps us pay the bills. He was having a little bit of car issues yesterday, as a lot of people were, because it was fucking 9,000 degrees below zero. So Waz stood in as his proxy. We learned what Spencer's gift was. And then Waz was there to act on his behalf because Spencer just couldn't make it. He was in his car, was in the shop, the whole thing. So Waz was like, I got this. Waz drew the card for the very last pick to either steal someone's gift or end the game entirely. There was one wrapped present left on the table. Waz acting as Spencer, and I'm going to guess Spencer's probably 21 or 22. So just picture this in your mind a 21, 22 year old. Remember yourself when you were 21 or 22. Uh, you knew the kind of things you were doing. You were drinking beers, but like it didn't matter what kind of beers. Maybe you had some like cheeky little rums or something. You would get like, at least myself anyway, I would go into liquor stores and I would buy the travel size ones. I thought I would be sneaky and have those in my pockets and pour them in Slurpees and shit. That's where I was at 21. So I just assumed Spencer is somewhere, you know, give or take a mile of that region. So Waz looks at Jay, who has got the electric wine opener. Jay had been talking about how he wanted it. He stole it from Kylie. He had it. He was looking to secure the bag with only one pick left. Waz, rather than just opening the one remaining gift that was on the table, he's like, I'm going to cause some chaos. He goes over and steals his bosses. Well, I guess I'm technically Waz's boss, but like the big boss, Jay. He goes and steals Jay's wine opener on behalf of Spencer, who didn't want a wine opener. He doesn't drink wine, and that triggered a whole run of people stealing each other's gifts. Ronnie, who is a... a, Ronnie, who's a behind-the-scenes person at HQ, she does so much for us uh, in terms of just keeping us all organized. She had this, like, foot warmer massager thing. That got jacked by Zach. That caused chaos. There was people all over the place. Just, somebody's at my house. 
Who you be? Who you be, sir? Mm, might be an Amazon guy. Anyway, it was just chaos. And that's the thing that I love about those gift exchanges is that they just, they're so fun and they're so funny. As long as you're open to having your shit taken, even if you wanted it, it's just such a great time. And then the fact that Waz was like such a pivotal point in the gift exchange, even though he probably shouldn't even have been a part of it at all. Like if Spencer had been in the office as he was supposed to be, as he wanted to be, then this wouldn't have happened. But thankfully... I got to give Waz just some major love for the way that he got that done because it was just pure chaos after Waz stepped up to the plate. And it was just so, so funny. Baba Bowie. And lastly, just to wrap up the news, I want to talk about this fucking hilarious thing. So if you watched the World Cup final, Argentina against France, obviously Argentina and Lionel Messi, they won the World Cup. It was one of the best sporting events I think I've ever seen and I say that as somebody I'm not a big soccer guy but watching the World Cup final having both teams with absolute studs like they had Messi on one side there was Mbappe on the other side just studs going at it and performing at the highest of levels well after that was all over they're doing their thing they're celebrating with their family like Argentina that is their friends they're hugging they're high-fiving they're doing the whole thing and then that fucking asshole Salt Bay. have you seen this guy I'm sure you have. You've probably seen him on Instagram or whatever. He's the dude that pours the salt over the overpriced foods. And he just, he he became a meme, meme famous chef over the last couple of years. He weaseled his way down onto the field after the game was over as Argentina was celebrating. And he goes into the pile. He tries to grab Lionel Messi to take a photo. Messi just completely disregards him. He's like, who the fuck is this? Whether or not he knew who Salt Bay was, I have no idea. The absolute just gutting him and pretending like that guy doesn't exist, very, very funny to me. That I loved. But then he just lingered. He lingered. And I kept seeing pictures of Salt Bay around players just like in the peripheries. Like he was just behind but not involved. And then eventually there was a picture of him holding the trophy, which I learned is worth $17 million. Did you know that? $17 million? I had no idea that's how much that thing cost. But there was a picture of Salt Bay. So today the news came out. I'm reading the SPN article. FIFA is taking appropriate internal action to address breaches of the World Cup protocol by a celebrity chef who held the gold trophy on the field, soccer's governing body said on Thursday. The chef, who is known as Salt Bay and regularly seen with FIFA president Gianni Infantino, oh, there it goes, that's how we got on the field, mingled with the Argentina players and posed for photos after their victory over France in the epic game on Sunday in Qatar. FIFA describes the trophy as a priceless icon, which can only be touched and held by a very select group of people, which includes former winners of the FIFA World Cup and heads of state. Following a review, FIFA has established how individuals gained undue access to the pitch after the closing ceremony at the stadium on December 18th. The appropriate internal action will be taken. What was that action, you say? Well, Salt Bay banned from all future soccer tournaments. You fucking idiot. You dummy. You wanted to get your picture in there. I hope you got your clout that you were chasing because you just look like a moron. I was embarrassed for you, actually. I saw him just wandering around the fields like, pay attention to me, pay attention to me. I'm that guy you may have seen on Instagram. I have no reason to be here, but I might be there. Like, let me hold the thing. I love that he got banned. He got banned for being a total douche. 
I don't understand. There's people like that who they just try and crowbar themselves into other folks' success. He had nothing to do with Argentina winning that game. Zero. Not one thing. And yet there he was trying to celebrate with the team. Like, get the fuck out of here, dude. You don't even know any of the people on Argentina, at least based on what I could find. So I just love the fact that they banned him from this. I find it to be so funny. And Salt Bay, you're an idiot, man. You're an idiot. Mind your business and stay out of there. Well... Turns out you're not allowed anywhere anyway. Shout out. And that's where we're going to wrap up the news. The news. I'm Tom Brokaw. I'm Peter Mansbridge. Welcome to the news. Wrap up the news. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. You're listening to Better Late Than Never, the only podcast where Ryan Nugent Hopkins comes to find out how handsome he is. Shout out to Ryan Nugent Hopkins. Of course he's handsome. Everybody knows it. Uh, Just real quickly before I get to the ask me anything that I asked for today. I'm curious to see how this goes. I've got a bunch of questions on Instagram. I've got a handful on Twitter. So we're just going to see how this goes uh, coming up here. But before we get to that, are you listening to me when I tell you about my friends at Betway and the over one and a half power play goals bet that I've been talking about for weeks? Did I hit it last night against Dallas? Yes, I did. Did I hit it against Nashville even though the team lost? Yes, I did. Did I hit it against Anaheim even though the team lost? Yes, I did. Did I hit it against St. Louis even though the team lost? Yes, I did. My point here is if you're looking for a little cash in your pockets or a very, very risky and unresponsible, an irresponsible, unresponsible isn't a word, is it? 
irresponsible addition to your retirement plan. <laughs> Over one and a half goals. Oh, power play goals, I should say, in a game. It doesn't matter who scores them. The nice part about this is that the power, the penalty kill sucks ass. It still does. The Oilers are in the bottom third of the league and like firmly in there. So either they're going to allow two on their own or their power play is legit. They're going to score two on their own or a little mixy match of the both. And just, I'm telling you, it has been saving my ass lately because betting on the Oilers when they're so inconsistent has been a problem. But this thing, this thing is truly, this thing is truly incredible because it's saving me. It's actually like, oh, well, at least I know I'll hit that so I can go riskier on other things. So I just want to give a shout out to our friends at Betway for the one over one and a half total power play goals. Though what I will say, please, Betway, stop moving the line. Maybe I should stop talking about it because the odds keep decreasing on this. People are starting to figure it out. Maybe there's a lot more better late than never listeners than I thought, but for our friends at Betway, I got to tell you, Go on out and get it because it is a good, 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 good time. And I promise it is worth the effort if you are getting get in there. You're already listening to Better Late Than Never. Why don't you tell a friend, a human, a family member? Yes. Even if you run a hotel. Manuel! There we go. Yes. <laughs> Either of you. <laughs> Ah, Donkey Volley, I love you. So this week, I don't have a righteous sack beating because I'm going to do an Ask Me Anything, but I do see a couple of guest RSBs on the board, so I'm just going to give them a shout-out. So for our friends at Trilogy Oldfield Rentals, check them out at TrilogyRentals.ca. They are the presenting sponsor of the righteous sack beating, so I'm going to give them some love. Trilogy is an established provider of oil-filled rental tools with full-time operating units in Provost, Weyburn, and Kindersley. Do you see how I delay there? Because I had to open the thing. That's what happens when I do a podcast and I'm producing it live while I'm recording. Sometimes I fuck things up. Uh, <laughs> Trilogy also provides seasonal project-specific stations that works Fort St. John, Fort McMurray, Lac La Biche, and others as customers require. Again, rental tools, fishing tools, drilling tools, coil tools, completion tools, whatever you need. TrilogyRentals.ca is where you need to be. That's why I'm going to give Nick, you are up first, but first, you can't do a righteous sack beating without the intro. You want to see a man, boy? I'll show you a man. Kick me in the jimmy. Nick, what do you got, buddy? In this week's episode of Nick calls into Baker's voicemail from his bed. Very comfy, very comfy. Mm. Let's talk about that Connor McDavid offside. Um, maybe I'm alone in this, but... If you don't know what Nick's talking about, I'm going to bring you back. I'm going to bring you back. That was the game against the St. Louis Blues. Connor McDavid pulled the puck over the over the line. They deemed it offside because he didn't have quote-unquote control. But if there's anybody who's going to pass to himself over the blue line whilst in control, it is Connor McDavid. I don't understand how this is just so inconsistent in the NHL. I don't get how the rules just don't seem to matter. I don't get how they change all the time. And I don't get how we don't understand what offside is anymore. Can you skate in backwards or can't you? There was the Washington goal that looked very, very similar to the one that Connor scored. That one counted. This one didn't count. Anyway, there's the context. Nick, back to you. I could care less whether McDavid was offside or not. I really could. It's all about the principle of it all. I, you know what? I see an argument. I can see an argument that McDavid was offside. You know, there is also an argument for 
the fact that Kale McCarr was offside in last year's playoffs. Yep. Yet that was a lot deemed onside and McDavid was deemed offside. When there is a equal argument that both guys were offside. And that's the thing that bothers me about this too. Just call it consistently. Don't make us guess. Don't make us guess. It doesn't make any sense to me that we just have such wild variance in the rules and in the application of the rules. Like the reason that we have these offside reviews is because fucking Matt Deshane, that goal from years ago where he was like five, six feet offside and then he goes in and scores. It didn't make any sense then. And that's why we have this now. But like, why? Why, Nick? Or onside, whatever the fuck it is. The NHL's rules don't matter. This is nothing groundbreaking. This just, quite frankly, pisses me off. I think, well, there's the Keith in the contract. It was written in the CBA, yet it doesn't matter. All of a sudden, that just doesn't count. The cap credit doesn't count. Even this year, I think there's those two goals against Chicago, where they were both waved off for goaltender interference. I think it was Evander Kane and Zach Hyman. And they completely contradicted each other. They completely contradicted each other. Chicago interfered with their own goalie, and Edmonton got a goal called off. McDavid, McDavid was getting flamed for that comment on Tim and Friends after the comment about the refs. He's right. The NHL rules don't seem to matter, and it seems to be on a night-to-night basis. It is the most frustrating thing ever. Nick, you cut yourself off there, but I'm with you. I'm with you 100%. That is just, it's everything is annoying about it because we just don't know, right? We just don't know. You want to see a man, boy? I'll show you a man. Kick me in the jimmy. Uh, this one comes in from my buddy Ben. Actually, now that I'm reading it, it doesn't, it's not actually a righteous sack beating, but Ben is, he's offered up a new intro. So I'm looking forward to hearing this. Yo, it's the righteous sack beating. It's that time of the episode again where we let out stuff that's annoying us because it's the only time in the week we we really can, such as Tyler Garemchuk being super annoying and breaking <laughs> Bag Milk's heart. Yes. Or yes, he did. Oiler stuff. So yeah, that's a bumper from Ben. Uh, hopefully, it's good. Thanks, Ben. I love that, pal. Of course, I'm going to use that. You know I'm going to use that, pal. Keep leaving messages, buddy. Keep leaving messages. Uh, like I said, I don't have a, um, I don't have a righteous act being prepared for this week. So I'm just going to do the Ask Me Anything. Uh, I'm curious to see if there's any confessions that come in here because, you know, some of you guys get a little bit confused with what podcast confessions is supposed to be. So I just pivoted it to a Ask Me Anything. And as Surveyor Brett aptly put when I put the call out for questions on Twitter, again, I got a bunch of these on Twitter, way more on Instagram. Um, Surveyor Brett says, me waiting to hear all of the confessions and not questions now that you're doing an Ask Me Anything. And it's very funny because it's true. So I'm going to work through the Twitter questions real quick here first, and we are going to get into the Instas thereafter. I'm going to post a bunch of these on my Instagram story or Instagram page as well when I post the podcast graphics. So you can just see what some of the stuff that was been coming in over the last week or so. Uh, This one's from Derek. The ginger beef interview, so that was the one that Tyler did on Oilers Nation every day, was surprising to me because I thought that the OEG wanted nothing to do with Oilers Nation, and I figured that there was no way they would let someone currently under contract with them go on one of your shows. Is that changing, or was this a one-off? That's a good question, Nick. That is a great question, and let me tell you how that worked. Tyler went through Hockey Canada. 
Right now, Reed Schaefer is loaned to Hockey Canada for the World Juniors Tournament, so he is technically, quote-unquote, their property. So Tyler reached out to Hockey Canada. That's how he got the Reed Schaefer interview. Nothing has changed. Our relationship with OEG, unfortunately, nothing has changed. I wish they would have provided Reed Schaefer to us, and I could have given you better news, but it was Hockey Canada. Slater says, if you could have one guest on the show, who would it be and why? I think a really interesting guest for me to have would be, obviously, I talked about him a bunch already today, Ryan Nugent Hopkins, because I would love to know, I'd love to ask him just how much of the shtick are you aware of? I know he's aware of the shtick. He he signed a, a photo to me that says keep Nuge forever. It says two bag milk, keep Nuge forever. He signed it to me and it was him, his photo from his wedding where he was wearing the keep Nuge forever shirts that I fucking coined that phrase like 10 years ago. So I'd love to talk to Nugent Hopkins because I just, I think it would be hilarious to, for him to see that, Oh, this guy's not a total psycho. And a lot of this is just shtick, but I think it'd be interesting. I also think that we would say nothing because we've had this weird intermingling for 11 years now. (laughs) We've never met. We've never met. The closest I've come to being near Ryan Nugent Hopkins was when I had tickets to a playoff game in 2017 and I sat in the row right behind the bench. That's the closest he and I have ever been. Probably the closest he and I will ever get. Waz says, what is the best hangover cure? See, Waz, this is the next, this is the evolution in your Caesar life. He was crushing some beers last night. It was the nation Christmas party. Uh, He was feeling a little rough today. Same with Brett, our boy Brett from the 90th minute. He was feeling a little rough as well today after the way the party went last night. Was the answer is a Caesar. If you have a Caesar in the morning and I'm, if you'd have to drive, don't listen to this advice, but this is Christmas. So you're not going anywhere. If you have a Caesar in the morning it's going to right the ship and get you right back on the path, right back on the path. I promise you that. Uh, Surveyor Brett just wants to know ASL, uh, age 37, sex male, location West Edmonton. All right, so let's get through some of these from Instagram. Let's see what you got. What is your worst personality characteristic? I don't know. I'm pretty fucking annoying. I'm stubborn. I'm irritable. Uh, I'm set in my ways. I don't like anybody. I like all of you. I say that like sometimes like I don't like anybody. It's just because I'm an introvert. That's why I'm doing a podcast by myself. I don't need anybody to do this. So I'm, I'm, I'm deeply introverted. And that's probably my worst characteristic, actually. What's your Spotify top songs? I actually have Apple Music. Who do you text the most? Um, the obvious answer is my girlfriend. I text her a lot. But uh, outside of her, because she's the obvious one, probably, let me look through my text messages. Uh, one of my, my best friend, Mark, I text him a lot. Uh, David Quadrelli, that's work stuff though. Uh, Wanya, I text a lot. Jay, I text a lot. Um, this is all work stuff though. Nick Alberga from Leafs Nation, we text a lot. Uh, but if you're just, if you want personal relationships, it's either my girlfriend or my best friend, Mark. Um, next up, favorite food. This one's really hard for me because I'm a big food guy. There's not a whole lot I don't like. I bet my list of things I don't like is smaller than the list of things that I do like. But if I have to pick one, tacos, legitimately, my, I could eat tacos every single day of my life or pho. Those would be my two. My two. Uh, how big of a nerd are you on a scale of one to 10? It depends what makes a person nerdy. It depends what makes me nerdy. 
because there's some things that I do that I really enjoy, like that probably make me nerdy. Like I really enjoy reading about finance and the stock market and how the, the, you know, how that whole world works. How could I take advantage of it? Are there any ways to take advantage of it as just a normal schlup like myself? Does that make me nerdy? I don't play video games. I'm not into like Dungeons and Dragons and shit. I don't know. That's probably a better question to ask for all of you. How nerdy am I? How nerdy am I? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, This one just says you're really attractive. Thank you. Uh, It's very nice of my mother to leave me these. Can I have at least one beer with you in Las Vegas? Uh, That is the answer is yes. The answer is yes. We're going to be doing a viewing party in Vegas. I don't remember who the Oilers play before they play the Golden Knights. It's probably going to be somebody one of the California teams. Again, I don't remember. I'm just doing it off the top of my head. But yeah, 100%, you can, we can have a beer together for sure. Next up, again, these were all coming in on Instagram. I posted that link in my Insta story. Hi, my name is Bag Milk. If you want to watch out for some of this stuff coming through. What's the stupidest thing you thought as a kid? Uh, oh, (laughs) this is just kind of dumb kid thing. I was probably like five, six years old when I thought this, but like I lived, I grew up in a small town North of the city and I thought the entire world was just an extension of the small town that I lived in. I thought that if I drove far enough up main street, I would just get to the rest of the world. Like I thought I could get to New York that way. That's pretty dumb. That's pretty moronic. I would say. Next up, you're on an island. You get only uh, you're on an island. You get one booze to bring and one oiler, past or present, to share the booze with. What booze are you drinking and who with? Me and Nuge, we're gonna have some chats. I'm sorry to get you stuck on this deserted island. Would you rather have Would you rather have to watch your parents have sex every day for the rest of your life or join in one time to make it stop? Chances are, I'd kill myself to be honest. Do you have trust issues? Uh, no, I don't think so. In fact, I would say I'm probably too trusting at times. I get burned for it. I have been in the past. I have been in the past. But do I have trust issues? No, I don't think so. Are you straight? Yes, I am. Sorry, fellas. Who is your last Instagram search? Let me look. I have no idea. Pull up my Insta. Who is my last search? Oh, uh, my last search is actually Liam. Liam told an outrageous story today at Nation HQ, so I had to actually find his Instagram account to dig through some of his followers. I'm not going to share the story that Liam did today, but it was absolutely outrageous, and I I was really surprised to hear it from him, so that's why Liam is my last search. Favorite movie? Uh, I don't know. There's a lot of movies that I've seen a bunch of times, right? So do I have a favorite? Like Private Parts, the Howard Stern movie, I've seen a ton. Shawshank Redemption, I've seen a ton. Titanic, I've seen a ton. Um, I love war movies. I've seen 1917 a bunch of times. Snatch, uh, I like Guy Ritchie movies. Snatch, I've seen a bunch of times. I don't know, that's a hard question. I don't really have one. I don't really have one. Um, who's your last snap from? My last snap is... Let me have a little look-see. Let me have a little look-see. I don't actually know. Oh, Lisa Evans. Lisa Evans from Play 107. So I saw her last night at Soho. She was doing a... You can follow me on... You can. We can be friends on Snapchat if you want. JSBM Bag Milk. JSBM Bag Milk on Snapchat. So Lisa came down with us in May to Los Angeles for the Oilers playoff round against the Kings. And... Fuck, how much of this should I say? 
<laughs> Lisa said something ridiculous one night. Just the most ridiculous thing that it jars me when I think about it. And every now and then I send I text her updates about this complete foolishness she talked about in May when we were in Los Angeles. So last night when I ran into her at Soho, she was doing her Lisa's Ladies, like her uh, book club event. And I just said hi or whatever. And then she sent me a snap of the same joke from when we were in, in, in Los Angeles. So I, that's very cryptic. It's very cryptic. It was a joke about a certain Oilers media member. It's a certain Oilers media member. So it's very, very funny. Um, what's next here? Uh, I love you. I love you too. Whoever said that. Can we be besties? Yes. Yes, we can. Who was your first kiss? It's a really random question because like, I'm going to tell you the answer, but you're not going to have any idea who it is. Her name was Nicole and it was in grade seven. And I was very nervous because I thought she was the most beautiful girl alive. I hope she's doing well these days. Um, next up, would you say yes if I asked you out? Uh, I mean, I will say yes, but my missus will probably say no. What's your sign? I'm an Aries. The most embarrassing thing you've ever done. I don't know. My whole life's an embarrassment, frankly. Don't leave me unopened. Well, there you go. There is your question answered. And lastly, do you have any piercings? No, I do not. But what I will say is when I was about 14-ish, roughly, I pierced my own ears. I pierced my own ears. I used a ice cube and a dirty pin. I did not clean it at all. I stuck the pin through my ear. I froze it up real good, stuck it through because I wanted an earring. And then once I did that, I had nothing to put through the hole. So I just pulled the pin out and that was as close as I've ever had to a piercing. So there you go. Ask me anything with bag milk, Christmas slash whatever you want edition. I am Optimus Prime and you're listening to Better Late Than Never with bagged milk, Autobots, transform and roll out. Welcome to the voicemail. Welcome to the voicemail. Welcome to the voicemail. Here's I got your thoughts. What do I got today? 16, 19 voicemails. Some of them quick, some of them a little bit longer. So let's burn through these and see what is doing. What's on your mind? What is on your mind? Nick, you are up first. Hit me. Hey, Big Milk. Um, so in last week's episode of Better Late Than Ever, I want to say Surveyor Brett came on here and said how bad he hates New Year's. New Year's sucks. And I got to say, Surveyor Brett, I agree with you one million percent. Um, listen, I'm 20-year-old, university student. I'm always stressed out. Never had a girlfriend, always been single, lonely, never had any experience with women. The list goes on and on. And I think I like Valentine's Day more than I like New Year's Eve. That doesn't go to, that just, that doesn't mean Valentine's Day is a good holiday. Valentine's Day blows. It's just how bad <laughs> New Year's Eve is. It's the most overrated holiday I've ever seen. Listen, I'm always skiing over Christmas break. That's cool. I like skiing. The last thing I want to do is go socialize with a bunch of people I don't fucking know for no goddamn reason. Yeah. I would much rather be in bed, I'll be honest. Mm. I'd much rather be sleeping than talking to a bunch of random ass people. Oh, and the ball drop. Don't get me fucking started about the ball drop. 
be I don't understand why people make such a big deal out of a fucking ball dropping at midnight. Guess what? My balls also dropped and you didn't see anyone streaming that Hi-oh. shit to their Apple TV. So just Hi-oh. forget it. It's wah, the dumbest wah, fucking haul ever. Wah, wah. Fuck New Year's Eve. This year, I will not be doing anything for New Year's. Why? Because the Oilers play the Winnipeg Jets. It is an 8 o'clock start. By the time I'm done doing my thing, plus the B-Cast, it's probably going to be close to midnight anyway. I might just go to bed. I'm 37 years old. I ain't got time for this shit. Hey, Bank Milk. What's I up? just want to know if you think Stuart Skinner can make it to the All-Star game this year. And this is my first time calling in. I'm Dag. Do I think he can get there? Hmm. 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 I hadn't really considered it until just now. I don't know. Let me see. I'm going to try and do a little research on the fly here. I don't know where he's at in terms of the stats relative to his peers, but uh, we're going to try to find out. Oh, great. Of course, my laptop freezes right as I'm trying to do this. I hope that doesn't shut down the recording. Okay. So I am looking at... Goals against average, he is not in the top 10. Uh, What else do we got over here? Save percentage, he is not in the top 10. Shutouts, he is not in the top 10. So I would love to say yes, but realistically, probably not. Unless there's some kind of fan vote, in which case we can get Stu in. I'm all for that. We'll push that like hell. But unfortunately, maybe not yet. Maybe not yet. Unless they do like a Young Stars kind of thing. I could see him making that. But I don't think it'll be very, very long until he gets there. Next up, Dag, D-A-G. Dag again. Um, my least here, Peril Christmas is definitely a commercial, whatever it's called, like the Rogers one. Mm. My favorite Peril Christmas is the World Juniors. Yeah. Can't wait to see Reed Schaefer in it. Fuck yeah. And... My favorite player is Ryan Nugent Hopkins. Bless you. Because he's the first player I remember. Shout out to you, Deg. Thanks for calling in. Two messages back to back. Call in anytime you want, pal. Jesse, what do you got? Oh, it's Jesse uh, from Nashville. Um, I just called in a few weeks ago to tell everybody my story about uh, how I got into hockey and that I thought it was so lame and blah, blah, blah. And now we're here. Um, Anyways, not the point. I just want to talk about how... Uh, my fiance is a Preds fan and, excuse me, my fiance is a Preds fan and every Preds Oilers game, I (laughs) am hating life because of this tension between the two of us. And I just wish out of every team, it didn't have to be the Preds that dry settle goes off on. Um, do I hate it? No. Do I wish it was different? Yes. Um, I just don't want to have another game night where I get put out on the couch because dry settle scored five points in the night. Um, but yeah, that's it. Thanks guys for everything. <laughs> you know what, Jesse, you, you tell your missus to give old bag milk a call. I'll sort that out for you. Listen, it's not your fault that Leon Drysaddle is the mayor and president and CEO of the National Predators. That's not your fault. That's her fault. That's her fault for liking the Nashville Predators. I don't even understand what there is to like about that team. They haven't won shit. Their jerseys are awful. I say you try and get her to switch teams. Now, That's going to be a trickier probably than I would imagine. It sounds like your wife, if she's making you sleep on the couch after a dry saddle big night, probably a massive Preds fan, but maybe we've got some work to do. Maybe we can do it as a unit. Maybe, maybe. It's Jesse again. I just want to say I was being a tad dramatic. My fiance doesn't actually put me out on the couch. 
Uh, I needed to say that so I don't actually get put out on the couch. Um, but yes, to, to further my point, I I would appreciate if Dreisaitl decided to go off on absolutely any other team. Um, thanks. <laughs> I love that you sent in a qualifier <laughs> right after. That's so fucking funny. Uh, actually, look, I don't know if she's going to listen to this. Like, does your wife legitimately, is she going to listen to this podcast? Probably not. Is this ever going to get to her? Probably not. If she's, no, if she's a Preds fan. If she's, chances are she's not going to listen to a very niche Edmonton Oilers adjacent podcast. But uh, if you are listening to this right now, I just want to let you know that uh, Jesse is very, very handsome. He's got a, he is hung like a rhino. As from what I've heard, I've just done a little bit of research here. I was Googling. And I think that uh, you should let him cheer for the Edmonton Oilers, even when they're making your Nashville Predators look like a peewee squad. That's just my thoughts. Next up, let's go. So what's it going to take to get Darnell Nurse to either start playing like he was two years ago? Or we going to trade this guy? Because I'm sick and tired of someone who's almost making $10 million making gaffes every single fucking game that are costing us goals. <laughs> I, I don't think I... Is this you, Presto? I haven't heard from you in a little while. Is this Presto? I think it is. Anyway, I'll, I'll give my take on Nurse after we're done here. I've <laughs> seen Darnell play two games in a row this year where I've been like, oh my, that was a good game. I don't even think I've seen him play a full game where I haven't seen him fuck up, to be honest <laughs> with you. I'm absolutely raging at this guy's existence right now. Like, he's just... The St. Louis game, the last goal that tied the game. Yep, that was a bad one. He had all kinds of different options there, and so he went up right up Broadway. Tying goal by, I believe it was Tarasenko, if I remember correctly, but <laughs> yeah, that was not a great one. In the third, was absolutely atrocious, that turnover. Like, where the fuck did he think that puck was going to go? <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, I understand the game happens fast, and I understand that he's probably better than you know, 90% of the people that we could insert on this roster right now, but Jesus, like he's better than this. And, and it, and it's getting to a point where it's like, this isn't about his salary anymore uh, where he's feeling that pressure. It, it should be about him just not being able to fucking perform. Uh, I don't know. Uh, what do you think that Darnell needs to do to get his game back on track? Cause at this point, I'd sell him for a bag of peanuts just to get somebody else there. <laughs> well, I uh, disagree. I don't think, like, first of all, nobody's taking that contract. The owners would have to retain, like, half of it or some shit like that. And you, we, we, know, we both know, you and I, that that's not going to happen. So I understand the frustration. Darnell Nurse just hasn't been anywhere near as good as he needs to be. My thought is, and I'm not going to try to make excuses for him, but my thought is, what did his summer look like? Think about it. He had, um, as reported in the playoffs, like a torn muscle in his his fucking core or something like that. He couldn't skate all that well. That takes time to heal. And I, I legitimately wonder what his summer looked like. Because the Oilers didn't finish playing till June, if you remember right. So that's not really a whole lot of time to recover and then train and get back up to speed. Because in the all-Canadian division, and I, I, I get it, that was different. That was weird and blah, blah, blah. He was so good. He was so good. And even last year, leading uh, down the stretch up until he got hurt right before the playoffs, he was really fucking good. So 
my head kind of goes to one, what did his summer look like? Did he actually get to train as much as he normally would? Or did he spend the bulk of it recovering from whatever ailment he had? Like there was talk, if you remember, that he was going to have to get surgery when the season ended. That ultimately didn't happen. But that kind of rumor doesn't come out unless there's some serious business going on in there. And I wonder, like, I'm not trying to make excuses, but I I wonder. I'm just thinking out loud. So what is it going to take for him to get back up to speed? He needs to slow down, man. I think right now he's just trying to do too much. And I don't know if that's the contract in his head or he just, like, feels like he needs to because the team is spinning its wheels a little bit. But Darnell Nurse, when he's at his best, he's using his wheels, he's using his body, he's hitting people, and he's making simple plays. And right now he's just, he's not making the simple plays. He's trying to force things through. And that's just, that's not characteristic of his game. At least not to my opinion, right? Maybe it's just me. I have high hopes for Darnell Nurse though. I still think that he's going to bounce back a little bit. Will he ever be worth the $9.25 million that he's paid? Eh, probably not. But I'm not ready to give up on him. He's the best defenseman we have. And right now what we need is for him to be better. That's what we need. Jingle bells. Jingle bells. <laughs> jingle. All the way. Mm. Oh, what fun it is to ride on a packed milk slayer. <laughs> Merry Christmas, you dirty bastards. Love each and every single one of you. This is from the doggy. Hello. That's my normal voice, so shush. Shh. It's a secret. Relax. Sanders going to do nasty stuff to you. <laughs> Merry Christmas to you, Donkey Volley. Thank you again. Just thank you so much for everything that you've done for this podcast, the bumpers, the voicemails. Right from day one, you've been with me. So thank you very much to Donkey Volley. Mate, before I fucking start, that kid that was messaging last week that did the RSB and then like dunked on Tyler in the voicemail, man, that fucking kid is hilarious. So... I agree, Sam. Like that dude was just so funny. Ben is his name. And last week he's like, I, I'm trying to remember what his joke was, but it legitimately made me and a bunch of you laugh out loud. It was something like, I heard that the FIS Big Air World Championship was really great, but I couldn't go because my family and I were celebrating Cinco de Mayo. And I just fucking howled laughing because it was just such a sweet burn on Tyler from a 13-year-old. And I'll never get tired of it. Sam, back to you. Props to him. Also, um, just just re-listening to last week's episode, and because um, that's how much spare time I have. And and you know, to Jackie, who was Ladukin for love mm. in that article you talked about. Yes, mate. I'm looking for a Canadian visa, so if she can find a way to snug smuggle my dogs into Alberta. Mate, I'll be, well, I won't be Mr. Big from Sex and City. I'll be Mr. <laughs> small to medium average size if she wants. Because, um, you know, I'm all about that romance. But anyway, um, I finished early. That's that's what she said. Um, all right, I might actually end this voicemail before 90 seconds for, for a change. Um, which is rare you. for me, but uh, no promises because it's it's actually getting pretty close. So I might as well just keep talking. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I can catch you on the next one. 
Merry Christmas, Sam. I hope you're having a great time down in Australia. I looked. I really enjoyed talking to you on the Bcast. Was that a couple of weeks ago now? It was just fun. I saw I saw that he was in the waiting room. Brought him on. We had a little conversation about how he fell in love with the Oilers. He told that story on this podcast, but I wanted him to say it again on the Bcast because I just love when people fall for the Oilers in different ways. And his story is fantastic. Oh, here's my buddy, Ben. Ben, what do you got? Yo, what's up, bag milk? What's up, buddy? Ben again, same 13-year-old. But I just had a thought. Yes. Like, what's the point of New Year's resolutions? (laughs) Every single one is broken anyway. Yeah, that is true. I don't, okay, yeah, you could say, oh, yeah, I'll do this or do that. But we all know at some point you're going to break it. Mm-hmm. I was just listening to last episode and I was hearing a guy talk about like Christmas Eve, like how about fuck, New Year's. <gasps> swear jar, Ben, swear jar. I need you to set up a, a swear jar in your room and you toss a quarter in there. You toss a quarter in there. You don't repeat words that I say for whatever. Sorry, uh, and he's saying like, <laughs> oh yeah, people, yeah, it's just, it's just like the same week as before. Yeah, it's true. It's just like new calendar year. Congratulations, it's twenty twenty three. Yay! Like, yeah, I don't know, but yeah, that's just a random thought. Anyway, you're the best. You're the best. See a bag milk. See ya, pal. Uh, yeah, so I agree. That was Surveyor Brett last week. He just doesn't, he's not super into New Year's. Like this year, New Year's Day is just like, it's Sunday. Okay. I'm not a big New Year's guy. Like I said, like the, there's an Oilers game. I'm going to be doing my thing. I'm working. So I'm not going anywhere. Chances are I'm going to be in bed before midnight anyway. So away she goes. Hey, everyone. It's Mark Spector. <laughs> and I'm here to tell you all that I suck. I make all Oilers fans' life miserable. And the only way I'm still allowed to write is because I bribe everybody with the absurd amounts of money I have for no reason. <laughs> and I hate all Oilers. Like, well, I, on, I only just hate Yessi Pugliarvi for some godforsaken reason. So, yeah, that was it for Mark Spector. <laughs> uh, lest anyone believe that as actually Mark Spector. Uh, it was not. It was not. Though, I could see how you might have been fooled. The impression was uncanny. All right, so I am sending this fresh off of the announcement that our boy Stuart Skinner just got extended for yes, three sir. years, 2.6 AAV. Go back and listen to the reaction episode. Did one on Monday night after the Oilers game. Go check that out. So I was wondering what your thoughts are on the deal. And also I'm wondering, I don't know if you have any insight to this um, or if you, you know, have sources, but I am very curious if his mustache received a full no move clause. Because I know personally, if I were Ken Holland, I would have given his mustache a full no move clause easily. Uh, I don't know anything about it, but I'm going to say yes. Chandler, Yes. They did need a mustache clause. We need to make sure that that thing stays on his face. It's where he draws most of his power. At least that's what I assume. As for the what I thought, I did a quick podcast on Monday night where I talked about my whole feelings on it, but TLDR, I loved it. 
I should probably apologize for my little rant on Darnell Nurse. I think it was a little uncalled for saying <laughs> I wouldn't trade him for a bag of peanuts. Um, I think all of us are just a little frustrated. We want. <laughs> uh, so that was one, two, three, four, five, six messages ago. And we've changed our tune. Let me see. We How much time do we have between there? Oh, yeah. We had a couple of days to cool off. I appreciate that. I appreciate the apology, too. <laughs> a little more out of him. Daryl's a good guy. He's just struggling. He's having a hard and time. I think that's frustrating for a lot of fans and media alike. And I'm assuming Darnell is also in the same boat. Um, oh, totally. There has to be something we can do to help him sooner rather than later. Ken Holland can't wait till the deadline. You know what I think it would be legitimately like, and we've still got a little bit of time left on this message, but getting him some help so he doesn't have to play so much so that he doesn't feel like he has to do everything. Like just because he can play 30 minutes a night doesn't mean he should. You know what I mean? Like fatigue doesn't necessarily mean that his legs are going to get tired, but maybe his decision-making is getting a little bit more tired because he's playing too much. And I think that the best thing Ken Holland can do is get him some help. Get somebody else that Woody can play some minutes and just like depend on. So it's not always Daryl, you know? To acquire another substantial D-man that can take some of the pressure off of this guy. Exactly. I know that his salary is a little bit higher than probably what most fans want it to be, but eh. there's got to be a way to get him to play the way he was even from all of the, you know, the playoffs until he was hurt last year yep. and the regular season, he was fine. I, I don't think I ever complained about Darnell to the nth degree like I have been this year. Um, you didn't. Yeah. Thought I should just throw that out there that I don't hate Darnell and that, Last message was a little, little overboard. <laughs> it's just so funny, right? Like sometimes I've listened back to some B-casts that I've done after like a really painful loss and just I've listened back to it the next day and I go, oh, I was just completely unhinged with that, what I was saying. <laughs> so I get it. I completely get it. And I appreciate the apology message, even though I am not Darnell Nurse, though I will accept it on his behalf. Uh, a couple of quick voicemails coming up. What do you got? So let's wrap it up. Testing, testing, one, two, three, testing. Okay. Fuck Chevy. <laughs> it's been a while since we got one of those. The Rogers wrapped in red event. Oh, the no. Rogers wrapped in red event. No. The Rogers wrapped in red event is the best commercial ever. Rogers wrapped in red event. Rogers wrapped in red event. Rogers wrapped in red event. Go buy your phone at Rogers. Fatality. I'm sorry I had to uh, shoot you there. I apologize, but it was necessary. Hey, BM, what happened to BLT Bets? You really need to help my broke ass out. BLT Bets, ultimately, um, we shelved it for a little bit. Um, What happened was Tyler had a bunch of more stuff added to his plate just around the network, not just at Oilers Nation. Like, Oilers Nation every day is, you know, another hour, 90 minutes of Tyler's life that just and Liam too, because they're both on that show. So just the reality is we just didn't have time to make sure to execute it every Wednesday. 
it probably will come back at some point when life slows down a little bit, but right now it just, it had to get shelved. It was one of those things that the three of us were just doing because we like talking betting with each other. That's really what it was. We just enjoy talking about the bets that we put down and that was the fun of it. But when it was kind of getting in the way of uh, being consistent or like it was not consistent at all. Like we would do one one week, then two weeks would pass and we'd be like, oh shit, we got to do another one. And then we would do one the very next week and then skip three. It was just, you know, it, it just didn't work. It just didn't work. The Rogers wrapped in red event. Rogers wrapped in red event. <laughs> the Rogers wrapped in red event. Wrapped in red event. I just exploded you. I just exploded you. First you got shot a bunch of times and then now I just exploded you. You know? Bagged milk asked me anything. Fuck Mary Kill. Tyler was Liam. Fuck Mary Kill, Tyler was Liam. All right, let me think this through. Hmm. I'm gonna kill Tyler. Just like he killed my show. This is how I exact my revenge. Sorry, Tyler. I love you. Uh Liam. How you doing? I'm gonna marry Waz. How about that? Last voicemail of the week. The Rogers wrapped in red event. <laughs> no. no, no. There you go. That wraps up the voicemails. Leave a voicemail for bag milk. I will play it without listening to it before I press the button on my soundboard. Say whatever you want. Next thing, I'm looking at Apple Podcasts. I still need some reviews, please. Please, please, please. If you haven't left a review, go leave a five-star review. Say whatever you want. I'll read it. Rod and Burgundy style. Just whatever you want to say. I just need some reviews to get bumped up in the Apple algorithm. It would make me very, very happy if you could please do me that favor. Thank you. And for the audio department, Betway and Trilogy Oldfield Rentals, that wraps up episode 60 of Better Late Than Never. Thank you guys for being here. Please tell a friend, tell your coworkers, tell a cousin, tell your aunts and uncles about this podcast. I'd love to keep it growing in 2023. I will be back next week. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.